1: Hey, this is Micah Shabby from True Life Ventures. And if you want to learn how to build top-tier relationships, you should listen to the Build Your Network podcast with my good friend, Travis Chapel.
0: Welcome to the show. I'm Travis Chapel, and I chat with some of the world's top business influencers, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs in order to crack the code of networking. I believe that who you know is more important than what you know and that your relationships ultimately determine the person that you become. So if you want to learn the new way of connecting, you want to fill your network with quality people and skyrocket your results, then you're in the right place. Because this is the Build Your Network podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Build Your Network. Today, I'm sitting down with Mike Ashabi. Mike is a serial entrepreneur and top-level life and business coach that works with a variety of entrepreneurs, business owners, and startups to help them build strategies for sustainability and scaling. His company, True Life Ventures, focuses on making clients increase business growth by 40% month after month, and as a result, allow them to achieve financial freedom. Michael is a very results-driven person and aspires to keep helping clients around the world to succeed. First, really quickly, if you're a seven-figure entrepreneur and you want a podcast for yourself, you think that it could help you with your brand, maybe get you more book deals, more speaking gigs, or build an audience or bring more clients into your business, whatever it is, but you're just not sure exactly how to get it done, then have me and my team do it for you. Head over to travischappell.com slash podcast There's a quick application there. We'll jump on a call to see if it's a good fit for us to build out a show for you so that you don't actually have to take the time to do it, but you can still reap the benefits of having one. That's travischappell.com slash podcast Mike, thanks so much for joining me on the show today, bro.
1: Thank you very much for having me, Travis.
0: Yes, sir. Well, let's go ahead and jump right in and uh, build a little bit of context for people listening. Talk to me about early childhood life. Let's go back like elementary school here. Talk to me about where you were, maybe what your parents were doing, and then what you were up to back then.
1: Definitely, man. So in elementary school, that's a while back. A while back. A <laughs> uh, right, while back. So in elementary school is actually when I started realizing I was different. Mm-hmm. reason being is because I was always put in special education classes so all my friends are in the regular classes and I'm in the class where there's only three or four kids. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where a lot of things took a turn for me in elementary school. Reason being is because I got bullied a lot and I was kind of the outcast. And I think that really helped me throughout the years, not really care what other people thought of me. Obviously you care at, at a certain level, but... Sure
0: help me be myself. What were your parents' like jobs or vocations when you were growing up?
1: So my dad used to own a couple of different gas stations. So he had about four different locations and now he kind of got out of that business and he's distributing gas to a bunch of Exxons.
0: Okay, cool. So entrepreneurial though, from the start.
1: Oh yeah, definitely.
0: And where did you grow up? What uh, location?
1: So I grew up in
0: Upper Saddle River, New Jersey. Oh, County. Gotcha. So growing up in New Jersey, dad was entrepreneurial. Did your mom work or did, was she staying at home or what was she doing?
1: So my mom actually used to work with my dad. They okay. kind of business together. And then my mom actually ended up getting sick. She kind of gets these, not panic attacks, but these episodes where she can't really move hmm. and speak when her anxiety is up. So after that, she ended up staying home and my
0: dad continued to work. Gotcha. So grew up in an entrepreneurial type home. Are there any big lessons that you took away as a kid from seeing, you know, your dad's work life in terms of, you know, good things or bad things where, you know, you see maybe stress, you see some headache, you see some, you know, times where you were maybe struggling financially, but then also seeing freedom and seeing autonomy and seeing the ability to make more money based on how much work you put into it. Like, talk to me about good and bad of growing up in an entrepreneurial home.
1: Definitely. I mean, the one thing that I definitely took away from when I was younger, uh, seeing my dad, you know, do everything that he was doing. My dad came here from Iran when he was 18 with a suitcase in his hand. And he's built the life that he has today. And one thing that I always took away from it is that no matter how much work he had, he always put in the time for his family Mm -hmm. and he still got things done. So I think that it was a very... Love-driven work ethic, and that kind of resonated with me later on because I realized that it's bigger than just me.
0: Yeah, sure. So, Where, we're like the pursuit of wealth doesn't mean that you are selfish. It doesn't mean that you even have to be selfish at all, either, right?
1: Exactly. I mean, the, the whole thing with wealth, in my opinion, is just creating that safety net for any family members that get sick, or just needing to put financial means out there for right. any reason. For family.
0: It's not about yeah. the money. Yeah. I like. Um, I don't know if you've heard of Matt Monero or follow any of his stuff, but um, Matt's a, a good dude. He runs a, a a nine-figure trucking financing company out in oh. Dallas, Texas area. And he wrote a book called You Need More Money. And honestly, it's one of those books that I read through and I was like, man, I don't know why more people haven't read this book because I, I don't know a lot of other people who've, who've gone through that book. and But it's one that I recommend that people go through because... He talks about a personal story in his life where he had, I think it was maybe his brother-in-law or something uh, like that. I forget now uh, which relative it was. It was going through some just horrible, horrible medical issues that uh, you know obviously are completely unforeseen and unplanned. But because you know Matt was running the successful business, he was able to get him the top medical you know care and uh, was able to front the costs on these giant medical bills that for Matt were were nothing but for. You know, the average person, they would have been in debt literally for the rest of their life and destroyed their credit over paying for all the stuff that he was able to take care of for them. And he talks about like the fact that like making money is the opposite of being selfish and and you can obviously build the life that you want but you're also capable of of making the lives of those around you uh, just that much better and things so and i thought that was a really valuable a valuable point that you brought up about seeing that own you know that same type of work ethic in your dad that was not just fueled by his desire to have a better life for him coming from you know iran but also Having a better life for his kids. Did you have any siblings?
1: Yeah. So I actually had two siblings and okay.
0: You know, real
1: quick, I just want to touch on something that you said there. The whole point about money is, you know, everything in your life, there's so many different variables that are out of your control. Mm. But one thing that you do have control over is your finances. So if yeah. you can take that out of the equation and handle that then the other problems you will know, be easier because now you're opening up other opportunities that you can go ahead and make it easier for yourself.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with that, man. Especially because it's like one of the top couple of reasons for stress in people's lives is money and finances. And uh, and I'm not one of those people, honestly, that says like you can get happiness from money. I just think money is an amplification of what's on the inside. And so... If you're a like mean, you know angry, selfish person, then money's just going to magnify that. But if you're a kind, caring, selfless person that wants to add value to the world, then money's just going to magnify that it's it's a It's a neutral thing, and it only magnifies kind of what's on the inside there, whereas a lot of people look at it as being a negative thing for the most part you know it's funny when I don't know if you've had a similar experience, Mike, but it's funny the the people that are always talking about how money doesn't buy happiness seem to be the people who've never had the experience of having money. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's also like, well, first of all, I agree with you. I think the money doesn't buy happiness. But second of all, how do you know that? You know what I mean? Like You're just assuming that or guessing that. Like It seems like something you believe very staunchly uh, without having experienced it or maybe without having known a person who has money that's actually a really good human being that cares and gives a lot and... And wants other people to do well and be successful and are donating to charities all the time and, and you know what I mean, making a real difference in the world. And I think that that's worth noting for sure.
1: 100%. I mean, the, the whole thing about money, it's just a tool to get exposure. And mm. it's just going to magnify, like you said, whether you're a positive or negative person, and that's what gets
0: exposed.
2: Yeah, I totally agree with you there, man. This episode of the Build Your Network podcast will be back in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you about our sponsor, Indeed. If you're hiring, you need Indeed because Indeed is the hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Indeed is the only job site where you're guaranteed to find quality applications that meet your must-have requirements or else you don't pay. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites hoping to find candidates with the right skills, you need one powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. Indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process. Find great talent through time-saving tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. With Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates with resumes on Indeed that match your job descriptions. And you can invite them to apply right away. Plus, you only pay for quality applications that meet your must-have requirements. I personally love Indeed. It makes it easy to hire great talent. And according to Comscore, Indeed is the number one job site worldwide. That's right, worldwide wide. So start hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash network. The offer is valid through March 31st. So what are you waiting for? Go to indeed.com slash network and claim $75 in free credit before March 31st. That's indeed.com slash network. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. This episode of the Build Your Network podcast is brought to you by Gusto, the all in one HR for growing businesses. You can get everything you need to hire, pay, manage, and support your hardworking team in one intuitive platform. You can automatically file and pay all state, local, and federal payroll taxes, do simple time tracking, time off requests, and more, and have access to a wide range of health and financial benefits and direct access to certified HR experts. That's just a few of the amazing tools that you get with Gusto. And right now, you can get three months free when you run your first payroll. All you have to do is use the URL, gusto.com slash Travis. That's G-U-S-T-O.com slash Travis. All right, let's get back to the show. This episode of the show is brought to you
0: by Indeed. Travis. Just go to Indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need hire, you need Indeed. Okay. So grow up in that similar type of a household, uh, entrepreneurial parents. What was it like for you in terms of your schooling and stuff? Because I know I feel like there's a lot of split down the middle of families, especially with a lot of the people that I've interviewed on the show who come from immigrant families, first or second generation immigrant families. So some of those cultures are very much like, no, you have to go to school. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't go to school, but the reason that I'm here and that I sacrificed so much and put so much on the table and worked so hard is so that my kids would be able to go to school and get a good education and get a good job and a career so they don't have to do the things that I did. But then there's also a lot of other people who are the opposite way where it's like, well, look what I did. Why don't you just do something more entrepreneurial? Was there either way leaning in your family in terms of like which direction they were trying to point you in?
1: So that's actually an interesting topic with my family. You know, both my sisters have college degrees and I don't.
0: Okay. And got it. Are they younger or older?
1: They're both older. I'm the youngest. I mean, my dad was always, you know, into school. He always wanted us to go to school, get a degree. But he never pushed it on me when I told him I didn't want to do it. You know, I dropped out three times, actually.
0: Of uh, college? <laughs> yes, sir. Okay, got it. What I, were you studying?
1: So I was actually doing general studies because I was... I was undecided at the time and I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. So I was going to get the associates before I actually picked the major. But at that point when I was going through it, I realized what's the point of this? I could just go and do it myself because (laughs) I'm, I'm the type that I don't learn from hearing it from someone because it's not really real to me. If someone's telling me, I have to experience it.
0: That's the problem there with school. You know what I mean? Is it very much is appealing to only a certain type of student, only a certain type of learner. And then without really telling you, but kind of telling you, you know, like it just kind of, there's a huge implication there that if you're not this kind of student, that you're like less than for some reason. You know what I mean? Like it it makes you feel like you can't succeed almost because the schooling system isn't built to reward the other types of learning or the other types of personalities that exist. And it doesn't give you an opportunity to thrive in that situation, right?
1: 100%. I mean, there's that book from uh, Robert Kiyosaki, the A students actually work for the C students.
0: Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's I heard somebody else uh somebody else was telling me a uh, CEO that I had on, on my show, a founder, CEO, and he was saying that MBA stood for my best assistant because like, it, you still need somebody that knows their stuff and knows the finances and numbers, but it's a great person to be your, one of your first hires when you're getting the company started or something. But, uh, and that's, by the way, not to talk crap on anybody that's doing that path or that direction, and there's still a lot of valuable things that come from that, and a really a lot of different, uh, really great educational pieces and even job security that could come from those things. It just depends on the path that you want my point in saying that and bringing it up is just the fact that like there should be more question asking in that setting, right? Like there should be more trying to figure out how do we make this particular student have the best like life that they can have based on their desires, their wants, their personality, their modality of learning and, uh, and things like that. And I just don't think that there's enough exploration on those, you know, individual needs of the student.
1: Definitely. I mean, once again, you know, like even just like you, I don't talk bad about people who are going to school or anything like that. I think that it's important for certain career paths that you that you choose, but mm-hmm. especially for business, I don't think it's necessary. I think the best way is to actually go and find someone who's doing it and learn from them firsthand by being involved with them. But the whole thing is, you know, I think that there are certain things from elementary all the way to college that do need to change in the school system which will allow that to happen where people can actually go ahead and find out which ways they learn and most importantly learn who they are Mm -hmm. because if you don't know
0: who you are how are you going to know what you want yeah that's such a great that's such a great point man is there anything that you have done to kind of like explore more about who you are is there any like maybe resources or books or practices activities you know things that you've done to try to figure out a little bit more like hey who is mike ashabi like who am i even
1: so i actually have a practice where i disengage from everything that's going on technology like any activity and i call it the 24-hour rule nice (laughs) so for 24 hours no communication with anyone no music no electronics no no nothing no books just you and your mind and you literally go back and reflect on patterns that you've developed that ultimately turn into habits. And I think the biggest thing that I realized was a lot of my pain and the mm-hmm. habits that brought me that pain. So that's constantly what I keep I keep using. I use the pain so I know where I've been to help me keep pushing to where I'm going.
0: I love that you brought up that part about habits. It's, isn't it so interesting how we get into uh, habitual behavior that we know hurts us and is doesn't even bring that much pleasure anymore but is just such a built-in habit that we just keep doing it you know what i mean and i love that you do that 24 hour thing because that really does give you a chance to sit and reflect on those things and think about it from a more logical standpoint and actually help you tackle you know, some of those deep-rooted issues that you maybe not even be aware of if you never took the time to do some reflection on them.
1: hundred percent. I mean, all your habits are just a reflection of your standards and, you know, your standards actually come from your self-love. And when you know how much you actually love yourself and how much you value yourself, your own self-worth, then self-love is self-discipline. Mm. Yeah, because that's if so true. You truly love yourself. You're going to do whatever it takes to create the life that you want, not you really love yourself.
0: Right. I want to uh, kind of move into get back a little bit into your story here Mike just cuz we're coming up to the end of this and I want to make sure we, we talk a little bit more about the company that you have now. So you graduated high school, college isn't for you, obviously, what was the next step after that?
1: Well, I actually moved around quite a bit. I moved to Vermont, came back to New Jersey, moved to California, was working for my cousin, came back, and I actually stayed in New Jersey for a little bit. I was working for Grant Cardone Licensee and I was a sales manager there. After that, I actually moved down to Miami trying to get a job at Grant's office. And at that point, I kind of just decided, you know what, instead of actually put the time in for someone else to build their dream, I'm going to build my dream. And that's actually kind of the reason why I called it True Life Ventures, because I want to help individuals create their true life, live their true life.
0: Got it, got it. And and how long have you been doing this for now?
1: So we launched March 13th, 2020. So not that long ago.
0: Yeah, amazing, amazing. Love Love hearing these quarantine stories, man, And and love... Interviewing entrepreneurs from all over the spectrum, where you know what I mean, like we're we're at the beginning of the story, but it's a big horizon coming up for you. So, listen, man, I want I want to ask you a quick question because this is one that I've asked every single guest that's ever come on the show, and so curious to hear what you have to say about it. Who you know or what you know, Mike? Which of those two do you think is more important, and why?
1: What you know, definitely what you know, and the reason is because watch this. I know I'm not political or anything, but I know who the president is. That doesn't mean anything. Right. But, or if it's actually a personal relationship, still yeah. doesn't mean anything because what I know will actually enhance my chances of actually going and creating more connections. So that's why I actually believe that's more important. Now, yeah. And it helps you bring value to the relationships that you're creating. 100%. And another yeah. thing is what I know is real to me. You know, what's real to you is real to you. What's real to me is real to me because I actually experience certain things and that's, my reality. So that's why I think that's super important because it'll help you basically build your blueprint for where you're going.
0: Yeah. Love that, man. Let's go to move into the last segment here. Something like to call the random round. Just some quick, random questions, quick, random answers. You ready? Yes, sir. What profession other than your own, do you think that it'd be fun to attempt?
1: Be honest, an artist, like uh, a rapper or something.
0: If you could sit on a park bench with someone, past or present, and chat for an hour, who would it be?
1: That's actually a good question. I would go with Elvis
0: Presley. That's a a good one, man. That's a good one. Coolest guy to ever live, that's for sure. (laughs) How, How do you like to consume content? Books, audiobooks, blogs, podcasts, videos? Books. Books. What is a book that you'd recommend to anybody listening? Like a really wide message type book.
1: Power up now.
0: Give us a glimpse of your
1: morning routine. So I'm up at 3 a.m. I typically work out for about an hour 45. After that, come home, get ready, eat breakfast, ready for my morning, uh, ready ready for my day by seven.
0: What is your go to pump up song? Remember the name by Fort Minor. Oh, that's a good one. What is something outside of business, putting business aside, what is something that you're just not very good at?
1: I'm not very good at singing. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Good one. Good one, bro. Good one. As we get everything wrapped up here, Mike, what's one place online where our listeners can go to connect you the most? Definitely Instagram. Instagram. What's the handle over there?
1: At Mike Ashabi, M-I-K-E. A S H A B
0: I. So if you want to connect with Mike, learn a little bit more about him and his story, head on over to Instagram. That's at Mike Ashabi, M-I-K-E-A-S-H-A-B-I, at Mike Ashabi over on Instagram. Mike, thanks so much for coming on the show today, man. I had a great time chatting with you.
1: Thank you for having me, Travis.
0: Well, that's it for this episode. If you want to connect with me and other like-minded people who also listen to the show, you're going to want to head over to Travischapel.com slash group to join my free Facebook group, The Lounge. I'll see you over there and remember to leave every relationship better than you found it.